Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I am a proven leader with over 23 years of diverse experience designing, delivering, and supporting software and technology projects. I believe in giving back to my community, and I enjoy networking and helping to grow Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Creatively, you will find me pursuing my passions of photography, podcasting, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. And now we're going to hop right into my conversation with David Burton. Let's get started. All right. Welcome to the Rainforest Podcast, Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas. I'm your host, Al Daldegan. Uh, today, I have with me David Burton from Ruckify. And uh, uh, David, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. So, David, let's uh, let's start out as I always do, and let's talk about who's David. Where did David come from? Maybe you could give us a little bit of a background on kind of uh, maybe not your entire life story, but kind of how you got involved with uh, with uh, Ruckify, but but leading up to that sort of that that cool history of of how you know one thing leads to another, and then you get introduced to so and so, and then that something happens, and all <laughs> of a sudden you're now working with this with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I've been in different uh, roles um, over my 17-year career, so in sales and sales management and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I started kind of working in sales about uh, when I was 16, part-time after school, um, kind of really fell in love with the idea that I could just talk and get paid for to talk for a living. Um, so, um, you know, started out uh, doing it, uh, you know, from five to nine part-time after school for a food company uh, with booking appointments for people to go over and sell you a freeze order full of food. Um, so from that, I I turned that into uh, in different, uh, different areas. So as a sales manager uh, for an advertising company, um, I worked for a financial startup company before uh, Ruckify decided to leave there um, and then got an opportunity to work for another company where I was only there for about two months and they lost some funding. Um, So that happened uh, not this last December, December before that. Uh, So basically what happened was I rolled into the office about uh, Monday, December 4th, something like that. And uh, they kind of let everybody know that they'd lost the funding and uh, last in first out as that goes. So here I am Christmas time uh, looking for a job and uh, you know, I'm looking through, online and I'm doing interviews and I'm applying for things that not really, not really, you know, passionate about, or didn't really, I was applying for jobs. They were all sounding the same. And, you know, I'm looking at different companies and it wasn't until about February where I had actually went uh, for wings with a, with a colleague of mine that had worked uh, at another company I've been at who was currently at Ruckify and he was telling me about it. And I'm just like that. That that is that is what I want. So, uh, you know, for the you know, been applying for jobs for three three four months at that point, and um, you know, finally got in to see the uh, the sales manager uh, for an interview. The sales manager at the time, and basically, you know, they, he was telling me about the company, telling me about what I may be doing. At that point, they didn't even have a role for me, so I was excited about it. He's like, love you, but we don't know what we, you're going to be doing right now. I'm like, okay, no problem. He's like, follow up with me next week. 
call him next week. Nothing. Uh, at that point, I start harassing my friend and him uh, basically every week for about four weeks <laughs> until on the on the fourth week, uh, they got me in to see the CEO on a Monday, met the CEO, Steve Cody, and then he's like, you, you, can you start tomorrow? So then I started the next oh, day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, in a sales position, being persistent is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, for the first time in a while, I'd find like that, that is what I want. I could see, you know, the potential, I could see what I could do with it and I could see where the company is going. And, and that just kind of really fired me up and got me inspired. I was like, there's, I even like at that point too, I had stopped looking for other jobs. I was like, Nope, I'm not, I'm not stopping until this is the place I'm going to end up at. So, wow. Is that ever cool? So you really like, you really, the, the company spoke to you and you just needed to be there. That's very interesting. That's cool. So we're, so like just rewinding a little bit, did you, did you say you were always in sales? Like how did that, how did sales become the thing that, that, that really spoke to you? Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, back to that first job that I had, um, you know, booking appointments for it was a natural food company. Basically, it's freezer orders of food, but it was really about the meat. So we would call people up. It's, you know, bet- I worked between five and nine. So you're calling people up during dinner time. You're asking to speak to the homeowner or the husband or wife. And, and uh, you know, you're talking to them, basically booking an appointment for the next day for them to receive a free sample of beef um, in order to promote the local farmers in the area. So you know, the next day rolls around, we send this, this sales rep there that's there for an hour and a half. Um, at the end of the, at the end of the hour and a half, they've, you know, either purchased uh, $3,000 worth of food. Um, and if you didn't have a freezer for the meat, we just sell you a freezer as well. So <laughs> I think at that, <laughs> um, at that point, I really fell in love with the psychology about it. I realized that I could, I have the, with the power of my voice and I could talk to someone about a subject and get them interested in it. And I think, that's where I was like, wow. And, you know, at this, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm pretty lazy at this point. I was like, yeah, I think I could just do that, sit on a phone and, and I can still make money. So that's kind of where, where it all started. And, and then, you know, moving from that, I worked uh, for an advertising company. I worked for uh, a lawn care company selling lawn care in January. And um, so I've done a, a lot of different things, whereas leading up to, you know, all of that sort of stuff was a, a bit of a grind. When, when I heard about Ruckify, it's like, oh, that just kind of makes sense. That's great. So it's just, it's just uh, one of those things where you have the right personality and the right, I guess, talent for sales and you find it, you know, fascinating and interesting and that, that just, you just belong there. Eh? That, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. The, you know, the whole gift of the gab. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about Ruckify. Uh, what, where did that, where did it come from and, and what the heck does Ruckify mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll start off with with where the company came to be. So uh, our co-founders are Steve Cody uh, and Bruce Linton. So uh, Steve Cody is from Ottawa. He has been in the rental industry for about uh, 25 years. He's bought uh, or started and sold six different rental companies. Oh, wow. So he knows everything about the rental industry. Um, Bruce Linton, if you're familiar with Bruce, he started Canopy Growth, also from Ottawa. He started Canopy Growth just out of, outside of uh, Ottawa in Smith Falls. I like to say he bought the uh, Hershey Chocolate Factory and repurposed it. Hmm. Um, so, so he brought that company from uh, zero to uh, 20 billion within five years. So Steve knows everything about the rental industry. Bruce knows everything about building a successful company. They're actually neighbors in a subdivision outside of Ottawa called Barhaven, 
what happened was there was a storm. You know, Bruce is out there. A tree fell in Steve's front yard. Bruce is out there with a chainsaw. You know, Steve goes out there and Bruce is trying to cut this tree with a chainsaw and he can't do it because the chainsaw blade is too small. So he's like, you know, Steve, I'm really sorry. Wish I could help. But, and, you know, they're kind of looking around. There's a lot of garages and everything around. It's like, you know, shouldn't we know if one of our neighbors has, has a chainsaw? Like there's a chainsaw here somewhere. Um, shouldn't there be an app that we can say, instead of going out and buying something brand new, where we're only going to use this chainsaw this one time, shouldn't we know if our neighbor has one that we could, you know, rent or borrow for 20 or 30 bucks? And that's where, that's where the idea started. The name is a little bit different. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so the name is actually derived from the German word, uh, that, which means to return or give back. So I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it, but it's a Zerukiben. So what happened was is Steve wanted to call the company rent it. And his daughter was like, no dad, that's kind of stupid. You're, you're changing the, the way the rental industry is going to be. You gotta, you gotta come up with something new, something catchy. So he's like, oh, okay, smart ass, come up with something better. Um, so she goes away for a little bit and she comes back with Ruck. She had, you know, researched online. Uh, so she comes out with a short form of the middle part of Zerukiben with Ruck with the umlauts, the two dots there above the U. And they added, uh, they added the FI because, you know, it's, that's pretty true. <laughs> well, that's a really interesting name now that uh, you talked about where it came from. That's definitely cool. <laughs> that's really, really neat. And so the, 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 um, the site is sort of like a platform for allowing people to, uh, you know, have stuff in the garage instead of sitting in the garage, they have the opportunity to rent it out and make a little bit of money on it. I'm guessing that's kind of the general gist of it. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, especially in, in times like this now, wouldn't it make more sense if you're, if you need to do something around the house and you don't have the tool, uh, or you want to go out and, you know, do an activity like paddle boarding or, or kayaking or something like that, instead of going out and buying this item that you're only going to use, you know, once or twice, wouldn't it make more sense to go and rent it from your neighbor? Uh, you get to save some money and they get to make some money at the same time. So the whole yeah. idea is, you know, less, less products in the world. Um, and we also get to help the community as well. We're all about building the community. That's brilliant. And how long's it, uh, how long has it been around? I can't remember if you said that already. Uh, just under three years. Just under three years. Okay. And what sort of uh, success have you guys seen? Yeah. So we, we are now, um, we're active in about seven cities across North America. So, uh, we started off, we have supply, uh, in about 30 cities. So basically with the first kind of round of our soft launches in a, a few cities, we wanted to go and, and get partners like existing rental businesses. They have inventory and we wanted, if someone were to go to Ruckify, we wanted there to be stuff on the shelves. Um, oh. yeah. So that was kind of our first round, but then that wasn't really, creating any demand or awareness of it. So we have, you know, all this inventory, but we, you know, no one knows about Ruckify. So now we've kind of found, you know, especially with, with and during COVID um, that it's we've really become, we've always been the, the rent anything marketplace, but now it's really become that because people are searching for literally everything on Ruckify. We've been able to create demand. We're, you know, going into different cities and, really just doing a lot of grunt work, like joining Facebook groups and, and, you know, looking at strategic partnerships and all that sort of stuff and really getting involved in the cities that we're in, in the, in the community. And that's really helped us to start the conversation. And for me, there's no such, I always say there's no such thing as a bad conversation about Ruckify. The more people we can educate, uh, the more people we can help. Nice. Um, okay. A couple questions. First of all, what's the weirdest thing listed in the system and what's the weirdest thing in the system that's actually been rented? 
so I think we we were just we just did a webinar the other day, and there was like a a, a chicken a chicken uh, plucker is is on the is on the platform. <laughs> uh, so like it's you know a machine that removes uh, you know the the feathers from chickens. Uh, there I've seen like an inflatable unicorn suit. Uh, you know it's different. You know it's li- literally everything. Um, you know uh, just a little bit of history too. Like before COVID happened, about forty percent. Uh, of our business was parties and events. Then, okay. uh, you know, obviously COVID happened. There is no parties and events. In fact, they became illegal. Uh, so at the beginning of COVID, we're just kind of thinking, okay, what do we, how do we still do what we do and how do we still provide value? Um, one of the first things we did was look to partner with um, with fitness centers. They were closed, closed indefinitely, not collecting any revenue from memberships or anything like that. So we looked to them and partnered with them to get their fitness equipment that's just sitting there uh, in the hands of people that are also social distancing at home and wanting to, st- to keep busy. So from that turned into work from home stations. Uh, so people obviously are working from home for a while. So it became desks and second monitors and, and chairs and that sort of thing. That kind of turned into what do we do with the kids? So it's you know board games and books, and then it's the family wants to still do something on the weekend and have fun, but can't leave the house. So it became home movie nights, so projectors and 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 screens and and that sort of thing. Uh, and then obviously when the restrictions started to loosen, everybody could go outside. Everybody wants to stay outside, so you know canoes, kayaks, paddle boards, uh, bikes, all that sort of stuff. Wow, that's brilliant! So, like, really, rent—you could rent anything. Uh, that's that's quite imaginable. I, I mean, as soon as you said uh, some of those items, all of a sudden, I just—it just opened my mind because I was thinking shovels and chainsaws and wheelbarrows. But holy moly, you could literally have almost anything on there that you don't use much, and and people could use it, and you could make some money from it. That's kind of that's really genius. Yeah, I I had just actually had someone deliver back my golf clubs uh, this evening earlier. Uh, they had rented them for a week, so they've actually I've rented them out more this summer than I have actually used them. <laughs> hey, that's genius! <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that have uh, scuba gear lying around and and golf clubs and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, that's just it. You know, you never like it's you'd be surprised at all the things that are up there, and I mean, you might as well put it up. If, uh, you know, if it has the potential of, especially now, uh, helping out and uh, making you some money, why not? Yeah. So for your role in the company now, so if you've been sort of more or less sales focused now in a company like this, what would be the sales angle or, or are you doing something completely different? Yeah. So more, it is it's sales, but it's not sales because I'm more focused on business development and just strategic partnerships. So right. looking at how we can get more involved in, in the community on, and, you know, in organizations that we can partner with to, to either to help them and to, you know, get some more exposure for Ruckify and, and educate, uh, you know, the people in the community about what's possible and how, how we can help. So, um, you know, things like, you know, one thing that would say that we've been fortunate to be able to do is we actually have a partnership uh, with United Way uh, in Calgary. So we basically partnered with them at the beginning of COVID because there's a lot of people that were in need, especially now with like, well, before with social distancing and people, there was appointments and uh, medical professionals that weren't able to connect 
with their patients uh, because they don't have the access to technology like laptops, cell phones, and tablets. So we actually partnered with them to be able to put a call out to the community to say, hey, if you've got you know, an old cell phone or an old laptop or a tablet just kind of sitting around, uh, you can actually donate it uh, either temporarily or donate it outright through Ruckify, and uh, we'll get it uh, in the hands of uh, the United Way and the organizations uh, that need them. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's one thing. Uh, and another thing is we now have a, a partnership uh, with uh, with Calgary Pride as well. That started on Friday. Uh, so there's a, a referral code. Basically, if you use uh, the referral code Calgary Pride, rent something for the first time, you get $35 in credit to rent something and then $10 goes back to the to Calgary Pride. So just different you know, things like that and getting involved in community organizations. So it's, it's really, it's really cool to be a part of that and to kind of take what I've learned and, you know, bugging people during dinner time at their house to, to <laughs> actually, uh, you know, forming, uh, forming meaningful relationships and partnerships that can really do some good in the community. Right. And that's what obviously brought you to Rainforest. I've seen you as a pretty much regular member of the Rainforest Lunch Without Lunch meetings. And how did you hear about Rainforest? Yeah, well, that's that's the the exciting part of it too, is because um, you know with with COVID and everything, um, you know everything became online, right? So when I was kind of moving to explore how we can get more awareness in Calgary, I was looking online and had different communities that I can get uh, involved with. So I think it started up, I had an appointment with someone from Startup Calgary that was telling me about Rainforest. And I, then I talked to someone at Rainforest and you got the, you know, the, they're doing all those, uh, the lunch without lunch. And then I know the the startup drinks and pitches on the, on the Fridays there, or sorry, the, the on NAMI. What it, yep. the, that was uh, that was super cool. So just getting you know to be able to be a part of that and seeing how vibrant the, the Calgary tech community was is was really really eye opening. So I was I've been, I've been enjoying that. You know it's a it was a great way to to kind of get to to feel out and see you know what's going on in the community and you guys are doing a lot of good stuff. So. Yeah, it's really interesting uh, when you when you hear somebody who's hasn't really been involved with the kind of the innovation ecosystem in Alberta and they don't really realize it's really there or how big it is. And then all of a sudden they get kind of looped in through whether it be platform or startup Calgary or Calgary economic development or rainforest or something. And then all of a sudden they see the, the web of connections out there that, that brings it all together. And um, it's, it's, it's pretty hard nowadays to be connected to any of those uh, groups or, or the people involved with those groups and not hear about, all the other groups. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's why, that's why I've been attending, you know, so many of the events is, uh, you know, just the, the atmosphere and the collaboration and, and just seeing, you know, everybody's input and everything that's happening. It's super exciting. Nice. So this, uh, Ruckify platform is, is a marketplace and marketplaces were made popular by Airbnb and as well as Uber and some of the, and and there seem to be coming up a, a lot of platforms out there. What's uh, what's your take on it? Because you're kind of you're embedded in one right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, we we are fortunate um, in, you know, where Ruckify is, where it is and, you know, the timing of it coming out and what we've been able to do over the last few years, because, you know, a lot of that stems from companies like Airbnb, companies like Uber, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been, it seems strange to 
you know, have a stranger stay rent out your room in, in your basement for a stranger, but that happens every day on Airbnb or would be, it'd be weird, you know, 10, 15 years ago to get in the back of a stranger's car and say, okay, take, you know, I'm going to this location, but now people do that all the time on Uber, right? So it's getting to that, changing that mindset um, and opening people's eyes to the possibilities of, you know, what the sharing economy can bring and, and what's possible with it has, has paved the way for companies like Ruckify. And, you know, there's going to be, there's more and more popping up uh, every day. So I, it's, it's super exciting to be a part of. And I know that's, you know, that's going to be kind of where, you know, the world goes, especially now with which everybody's happening. Everybody's either looking to save some money or they're looking at new ways to make some. And and the sharing economy and the gig economy is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's it's a it's such an interesting way to to look at things because um, you know, making use of stuff that that is already been purchased and already been created and and yet getting more use out of it than you would uh, just leaving it sitting there. Um, that's a, that's a really great way. And, and you know what, if you, if your guy, you guys are making a little, little bit of cash on the transaction, nobody's going to, going to have a problem with that because you provide a service that's, that's really, really valuable. And, uh, how, how about competition? Like, are you, um, are you sort of in, uh, in competition with say like Facebook markets and things like that? So not with Facebook. See, that's the, that's the thing, right? With, uh, with Facebook marketplaces, it's all just you know, buy and sell uh, items, mm. right? So right. there is the the interesting part with this, especially with the rental industry, is like the, you know, like there is always two sides of the transaction, right? With a, with a normal retail or online retail, once you sell the product, deliver, it's done. With with the rental industry, y- you have to then make sure that that product is picked up, the the item is still usable, and then it goes back out, right? So that's kind of where we set ourselves apart. We that um, you know, Ruckify verifies all the users that come on the platform. So you have to use your real name, your real address. Um, we verify that you're a real person. You, people that have been flagged for fraud or theft or any violent crime, crimes won't be allowed on the platform because we are building a community of trusted users. And, you know, some, sometimes with, uh, with you know, other things, buy, sell platforms like maybe Marketplace or Kijiji, you don't, uh, you know, have that kind of same security. Whereas, that it's all done online. It's all the transactions all done like that. There's no exchange of cash, cash, especially now with people, you know, social distancing and worried about the touching money and everything like that, everything going cashless. That's one thing we did at the beginning of COVID as well is really made people aware that we have uh, another option, the Ruckify Express, basically it's cashless, it's touchless. We come pick up the item outside your door. We drop it off outside the renter's door and, and we sanitize at both uh, points. And we ask the people to do the same just to make sure everybody's staying safe. So, you know, there's things like that that we just have built in to the platform. And it's just how we do things that I think that uh, it's kind of sets us apart. There is other, obviously there is other uh, rental uh, marketplaces out there, but it, uh, it it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. No, that's really interesting that you guys have that additional service for people during this uh, this strange time we're in. Um, that's pretty cool. It's very um, timely and and creative of you to be able to provide that sort of in between piece, but also the the platform itself being able to um, you know grow as you have in in such a short period of time and be build the success that you built. Uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's a, that's a, uh, 
you know, something to be proud of, I think. Yeah, we're pretty proud. I mean, then, you know, just kind of to touch back on what you were saying before about the sustainability aspect and, you know, not having these products that are people are only using going back to landfill. Like that's one of the other aspects that we love to focus on as well is um, we actually had a um, an environmental study done on the impact of, you know, instead of a thousand paddle boards being manufactured and sold what would be the fuel efficient or the the fuel um the same way the fuel would be spent would basically we're saving the amount of fuel it would take to drive to the moon um as opposed to you know instead of re- instead of buying the paddle boards you're renting them and you're saving the amount of fuel it would take uh, to drive to the moon while renting a thousand paddle boards as opposed to buying a, buying right, a thousand right. that makes a lot of sense um, and we also do, um, we have a tree program, so we have a mission to hit a billion trees as well. So, uh, talking about rainforest, we are actually partnered with the Eden project, uh, which we plant a tree for every, uh, registration, uh, rental and review on the platform as well. So we're not only helping the sustainability aspect about products, but we're also uh, making sure that we're planting trees. And I, this is something I learned new too. Uh, so if you, uh, once you've planted 25 trees, um, on the platform, you're actually carbon neutral for the oh, year. Oh, cool. So that's really uh, neat. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, a little, a little tidbit we learned as well. So, which is pretty cool. Um, have you ever uh, spoken to a group like say the women in need society or something? Cause they're always collecting everybody's, uh, reusable stuff. Uh, but then it just ends up, uh, currently in their, in their location where they're trying to sell it. Um, I wonder if they'd be open to renting the stuff out until someone decides they want to buy it or whatever. Have you spoken to them at all? No, I, I I've actually haven't heard of that organization, but that's, that's a great idea. Uh, we've, uh, in our community association, we've used them uh, for a few years in a row. Uh, they come to kind of like our community cleanup events and uh, whatever can't be uh, recycled in some other way, they generally take, uh, they have a pretty long list of things that they take. And then they have, uh, so they're similar to like the Salvation Army and stuff where they um, they take good good quality stuff from people who are trying to get rid of it. And then they, uh, they put it in their little stores and then you can go in there and buy stuff like really, 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 really cheap. Um, uh, that's still oh, okay. really, really good quality. Um, and they've, they're the nice thing about them is they're not, uh, sort of like a commercial, um, I think some of the other ones are sort of commercial based, whereas these ones are, are very community and, and, uh, charity based. So it's really a, a good organization, but anyway, that's my little tidbit for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, we've, I've spoken to actually, we're going to be a part of, uh, if you've heard of zero waste fest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's just, I think it just ended yesterday actually. So I was, couldn't be a part of this one, but we're going to get more involved in the next one that's happening in September. So I've spoken to a few people there, a few people at green Calgary as well. So we're, you know, the, we're, we're, we're taking steps and we want the more, you know, conversations and the more organizations we can get involved with and, and help the community, the better for us. That's great. And for that's them. great. It's great that you guys are very community minded and, and uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. We're, we're here to help. Well, awesome. Matt. You know what? Uh, I think I, I've run out of things to ask you at the moment. I'm, comp- I'm quite fascinated with your <laughs> platform because um, you know, on, on the, on the, sort of the front side of it, I'm, I don't know if I have OCD or something, but I'm really not comfortable with people borrowing my stuff. But then at the same time, I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, um, that people have that that's, you know, like a wheelbarrow or something like that. Um, you know, it, it, it's not something that somebody's going to really wreck. Right. What, what, what do you, um, 
what happens, I guess, I, let's say I loan my Monopoly board game that I cherished since I was a kid to somebody and then they like lose a bunch of money and give it back to me. And then what kind of happens in that situation? Yeah. So if you're wanting to, you know, put items up that you're worried about getting damaged or anything like that, we do have an insurance option available as well. Okay. Uh, so if you opt into the insurance, that means that the item is then covered f- um, for any you know accidental damages or anything like that. It's we repair or replace okay. at full retail value up to fifty thousand dollars per item. Oh, so wow. okay. um, you know if it's got super sentimental value and it's a one of a kind item, maybe not the right the right fit for Ruckify, but yep. you know like I say like something like a weir about barrel, um, something like a paddleboard, something um, like a chainsaw. Um, you know where all the companies started like th- so that sort of thing. I think is a good fit. Um, you know, like I have my golf clubs up there. I rented my dolly out as well. So that's currently out. So something like a moving dolly that, uh, you know, you, again, you only use what once, once every couple of years when you're moving or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I get it. So that, so that makes it a lot easier for people like me who, uh, <laughs> who are possessive of their stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, you don't, you have the option to take the insurance or not. So for instance, if, um, like I said, like a solid canoe or a set of weights or something, you're probably not worried about it getting damaged, but a digital camera that you want to put up there, you, you might want to just have the peace of mind that if, if there was an accidental drop, that it would be covered and replaced. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, cool. Is there, uh, is there anything I haven't covered that you think was really important for the listeners to, uh, to hear? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, I just, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm glad, uh, that we've been able to kind of keep in touch since I got in, involved with Rainforest and I'm super happy to continue to keep going to the lunch without lunches. And, and when, uh, uh, you know, the next, uh, startup drinks and pitches starts as well. Um, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited for that sort of stuff. I'm a, I was a bit worried when, to be honest about when COVID started, what, uh, you know, working from home would look like. So just a, a, a background now we're all hundred percent remote as well. So, um, the company, did have a head office in Ottawa. Um, when COVID happened, we kind of, we were already on month to month cause we're expanding. So now there is no office and we're hundred percent remote remote. And we've also been able to expand our talent pool Canada wide. So we've got uh, someone in Montreal, obviously a lot of people in Ottawa, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver now. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been pretty good. But when I first started, I, I'm a, pretty social person. I, I feed off people's energy and I need, I like to be around people. First two weeks, I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. It's just by myself in my house, you know, talking to a screen where I just kind of threw myself in it. And uh, we were able to, you know, we had so many uh, team meetings. Uh, you know, we do a meeting every Monday, Wednesday and Friday with the whole team is involved. So I think that was helpful. And just being able to keep and communicate uh, with uh, with everybody in the company and really just made I threw myself obviously I kept myself as busy as possible and uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't change it uh, you know now I actually I feel I find myself more productive as well now I know we spend a lot more time in front of the screen but uh, but uh, I'm definitely uh, more comfortable than I was and and uh, it's been an interesting time. I think you probably summed up most people's experience with COVID so far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, working from home is is really changed a lot of people. I think there's a lot more people that are, are kind of happier working at home. And then a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to get back into a real office of some, of some sort. So um, 
I'm, I'm kind of on the fence myself. I like working from home, but I also like the people. I like getting together with, with people. So yeah, it's kind of hard right now, but well, you know what? It's uh, it's, it, it'll all pass right at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we do, we do something too. Once a month we have something called first round. Um, so the whole, it's like, uh, after, after hours, uh, you know, between five and seven where the, it's, it's optional, the company gets together. So we did our first virtual first round last month where, uh, we did like a trivia game and we got the whole company involved, which is super cool. So we have our next one on Thursday. So just different things like that. I think it helps keep us together and we've been able to maintain, uh, you know, our culture, uh, which through this, which is, which is awesome. That is awesome. Congratulations to you guys. I, I wish you uh, all the best in the future. And uh, I hope everybody who's listening goes out and creates their Ruckify account and looks at the stuff in their house and garage to uh, to rent out to people because I think it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Al. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And uh, listeners, tune in for every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. We get a new episode launching in the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast. Cheers, everyone. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by Community Now Magazine. Engage, inspire, educate together. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>